This is Beyond the Bell Tower, where an elite group of North Carolina State University students give us a behind-the-scenes look at their steps to success and show us how they attain even their lofty goals. These students, who are in the top 10% of the country, are active in student support services at NC State, a nationally recognized program designed to provide support for low-income, first-generation college students. Nationally, this population has an 11% graduation rate within six years. The student support services students surpass that rate each year and go on to become doctors, dentists, accountants, and engineers. They work at Google, Apple, and the NCAA. They have earned PhDs at Ivy League colleges. These students go well beyond the bell tower to reach this level of success. Welcome to Beyond the Bell Tower. This is Star Gibbons here with Jean Furman. Hey, Jean, so you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, just who you are, what you're doing? Absolutely. So I am Jean Furman, uh, third year here at NC State, double majoring in polymer and color chemistry and human biology with a minor in nutrition on the pre-dental track. Okay. Um, my pronouns are he, him, his. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, originally from New York, moved here when I was really? 10. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, so my on-campus involvement include being found or co-founder and president of FIRST, which is a organization that a, a group of peers and I started on campus to kind of give first-gen students the support that they need to make sure that they're successful here on campus and kind of just starting that sense of community on campus uh, that wasn't here before, I guess. Um, I'm in TRIO, obviously, in Mi Familia. I'm the, I guess, social media person for the Minority Association of Pre-Health Students. Cool. Uh, College of Sciences Ambassador. So that's just to name a few. And I also work at the Multicultural Student Affairs Office. That's great. That's that's a lot, Jean. <laughs> it is. Okay, so you just had your first meeting with FIRST, actually, yes, right? Yes, Tonight, right? Before, before you came here, okay. <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Or so, just kind of like, I guess, the whole, like, inspiration or thought behind FIRST? Yeah, so I'll just start off by saying the meeting was great. We had a nice right. little turnout. It was a Q a for first year students just right. offering them advice on getting internships um how to go to office hours talking to professors right. and stuff like that and just sharing our experiences as first year students when we were first year students i guess um but first how did that come about so it was a process i guess um a long process long yes it started months. freshman year and we're just now like getting the org up and running but that's good to see it right so it started through student government. I was a first year senator uh, when like my first year here at NC State, I was elected and everything. Um, and I was trying to find what I should be focusing on in student government, how right. I can find my purpose in student government and make right. sure that it's an impactful experience. And while talking to a group of peers, we saw that there was lack of support or resources on campus for first-gen students. I mean, we have FERT or TRIO, but that can only cater to so many students. Right. And Something specifically for first-gen right. students. There's not an org on campus already, um, but we also found that there was a lot of things that the university was lacking in terms of providing support for first-gen students. When you look at our neighboring universities like UNC, ECU, they have villages, they have whole initiatives right, right, right. for first-gen students. That would have been and, cool to have a first-gen village. Right. So yeah. <laughs> we just saw that we were lacking a lot of things. We didn't even have a website or like 
a website full of resources for first-gen students just so that they can just go to that website and just pick and choose what they need to help in or support in. Um, So we made a whole like spreadsheet of like 30 different things that could be implemented here on campus to kind of help first-gen students, which went from having a summit to having a website, possibly finding like advocates on campus, um, professors who are also first-gen students, just stuff like that. Uh, We met with offices like TRIO and the New Students Program or New Student Programs Office, NSP for short. And um, we addressed our concerns, um, areas that the university can improve on. And after several meetings, uh, we got a website, um, we got a half day summit um, called Navigate. What yeah, I've been on there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did we do? We started the org. Um, so it was definitely a process, but we're here now. Yeah, that's good to hear. I know like a couple of other um, students who are, I guess, in my class, sophomores, they're like trying to start organizations and like stuff that they've tried to start like last semester. They're just now like having meetings right, like, with yeah. like official people to kind of like get it going. It's definitely it's gonna a be lot. a while. Yeah. But like, um, we had to make the Constitution and yeah. get people interested. It was a lot. And show that it needed to be. There. Right. Um, well, I guess my next question is, could you tell us a little bit um, just about like how you got to NC State? Um, getting to NC State was actually probably one of my biggest, proudest moments that I'm most proud of. Um, just because from the words of my counselor, like I wasn't supposed to be here. Like he wanted me to go to like UNC Charlotte or ECU, yeah. which is okay. Cause like I'm still going to get an undergraduate degree regardless, but right. I guess he didn't see me at the rigor that NC State's at. So, um, and that sucks. Hold on, pause. Wait a minute. That that sucks. Yeah. To have. I I vividly yeah. remember like I we because like, at my high school we had like these little senior meetings where we met with our counselors and we shared like our SAT scores, ACT scores, GPA, and everything. I mean, I had the credentials. I had a four point five AP credit or six AP classes that uh, year. Uh, got a twenty eight on my ACT. Like That's I had good. like yeah. I could get into NC State. But when I told him that I was applying to NC State, UNC, NYU, he had like this very like discouraging face, like, oh, like, are you sure you want to apply to those? Like maybe like lean towards some other schools. And when I told him that I was also applying to UNC Charlotte and ECU, it was like a, like a weight was lifted off his shoulders. Like, oh, okay, he right. can get into those. Right. So it was just very discouraging, um, but I applied anyways. I had several people read my essays. I had my English uh, teacher read my essays. I literally submitted the application like the day of because like I was right. working really hard on these applications and like needless to say like I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I got into every university I applied to, but UNC they withdraw or not withdrawed me. Um, what's the word? Waitlisted. There we okay, go. but that's still good yeah. at all. And then at the end of the semester or the end of the school year, I was just like, "Hey, just wanted to let you know that even though you told me I wasn't gonna be here, like I'm still here. Like yeah. I'm paying zero dollars out of my pocket, no loans, no anything. That's so, amazing. Yeah, that's amazing, Jean. Like for real. <laughs> and I guess to like to just like show other people like you did it. What about like um as far as like your family being like first gen, that aspect of it, or yeah, when you said like you were working hard during that application process if your counselor didn't believe in you like who was like helping yes. you other than like your English teachers like reviewing your papers right. or anything um, like that 
Yeah, so that's very, like, I don't know. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot. Um, it, it was a lot of nights where I would just go to bed and make sure that I'm reading, like, those college forum posts. Like, yeah. what are the chances of me getting in? Like, I was literally, like, on every, like, little forum, mm-hmm. website, like, doing all types of research to make sure that I'm applying to the best universities that I know of. And even though, like, I did apply to five universities, like, I'm still kind of upset that I didn't, you know, go more out there and, like, apply yeah. to other universities. Yeah, I, I've had that feeling also, too. Like, I was thinking, um, I was like, I could have, like, applied to so much right, more. Right, right. Like, I did get into NC State, so I could have applied somewhere <laughs> else, too. Like, right. But in uh, terms of, like, family support, like, they obviously knew that college was always a dream for me. It was a dream for them. But, like, seeing that they didn't go, like, they always wanted me to go and make sure that I am, like, the role model for my siblings because yeah. I have two younger siblings. Um, How old are they? They're 11, 11 and 16. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's good. That's um, good. So my brother's actually like in the process of like taking right. the ACT and everything. I was going to say, this is the time where he needs to see but, someone like um, A lot of my support came from like friends, parents who went to college. Um, I was working at Chick-fil-A at the moment um, and it was the one here in Cameron Village. So like a lot of students or a lot of my coworkers went to NC State or mm-hmm. Meredith or just the neighboring university. So I would talk to them a lot about it and just asking them like, oh, do you think my ACT score will get me in here? What do you think about my ACT? essays um i would also have friends who came to nc state before me and have already graduated at this point but they would also proofread my essays and it was just a lot of talking to current students and adults and whatnot but my family always supported me regardless i was gonna say too like i guess um you're saying like you had those people who had kind of like already went to college Mm -hmm. or had done the applications to help you out so i guess now to like with you starting first or being a part of first you're able to do that for other people (laughs) i actually started doing that like literally my freshman year like i had friends uh who i had in high school reach out to me like can you read my essays what do you think about this like how do you think this is and like just giving it back because I know how it feels to feel hopeless, I guess, like not knowing where to start, where to finish, what to to do, right. Asking questions that you don't even know you have questions about, like it was a lot. And like, just like the FAFSA and like applying for the ACT and getting like the prep material, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I know some people, they think like when they're going through that, um, that application process and they do feel like it's a lot and it's getting frustrating. They're just like, it's not even worth me trying. Like right. I'm over it at this mm-hmm. point. Like I'm just not going to go at all yeah. or I'm just going to settle for somewhere else. I mean, ECU is great or right. the other schools are great, but they're just going to be like, I'll just go to the ECU. Like mm-hmm. everybody wants Yeah, it's me to definitely go. a long and draining process. Yeah, but it's worth it because you're here. Right. right. <laughs> um, I guess another question for you would be, um, how do you learn about TRIO? TRIO. So my first semester here at NC State was very, very, very... Um, I wouldn't say it was bad because I did have my... It's okay if it the, was bad, though. <laughs> um, I definitely had my highs and my lows. Like, I was there, like, socially. Like, I had my little group of friends, though they were kind of... I, I don't want to say they were toxic, but they weren't, like, what I needed at the moment. Right. Um, yeah, it was a, that first semester, like, dragged me, like, through the mud. Uh, beat me up like everything <laughs> how so okay so, um, so like, academically like it was just very bad I didn't have the confidence to talk to my professors and ask for help at office hours I went to office I remember going to office hours for one of my classes and they were just like do you even show up to class and I'm just like I literally go every day but like I'm still not getting the material right um 
I went to office hours for another class, like kind of the same thing happened, but like they were like able to help me and figure out like where I need to help. Um, but I just didn't know a lot about a lot of the resources here on campus. I didn't know about UTC. I didn't know much about anything. And after that first semester, I was like, oh, my grades are not good. I had a below right. three GPA, GPA, which I've never experienced. Right, especially graduating I with a 4.5. Right, I had my first, my first C and I had two C's. My only A's were in one credit hour classes. Like <laughs> it was a lot, um, but I guess I found out about TRIO through my college advisor after seeing that I was trying my hardest, but I still didn't get to where I needed to be. My uh, exploratory studies advisor like pointed me to some resources and TRIO was one of them. And I applied February of 2018. And then later in August when spots filled up, I was notified that I was accepted. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Have you done research? I undergraduate have research. done research. I have. Um, have you I considered McNair? have considered McNair, but then I found out that I didn't want to do research because of the research that I was in. Um, but now I'm looking into it again just because I'm thinking about going to master's school before I go to dental school. Uh-huh. So, yeah. What was like your your research experience like though? My, my research experience was interesting to say the least. Um, it definitely opened up my eyes and allowed me to try new things and allowed me to see things that I do want in a research position, things that I don't want. Um, what are some of those things? I'm just curious. Um, like for me, it was just, I didn't like the topic that was that I was placed in. I think we were talking about how enzymes help in the... I'm a humane and social science major, so already I'm just like... <laughs> like I, I couldn't even tell you. I think it was like the... Degrad, degrade, uh, how do you, you say that word? Degradation. Right? Degradation, sure. No, maybe okay. not. <laughs> it's basically how fibers degrade okay. with the use of enzymes. And I just didn't like the topic. I didn't like that um, the PI or the principal investigator was being very like micro managing me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like that. But that teaches you a lot about how you want to just work in the general right. in the future. Like, mm-hmm. you know that you would rather be like a right. an independent person and kind of take initiative and do what you want to do. And it was kinda. just the results were taking forever. I didn't like standing up as long as she wanted me to stand up to do the work. It was just a lot. But At least you had that experience, though. So right. You know, so you just kind of mentioned a little bit like highs and lows. Um and you don't have to get that deep if yeah. you don't want to get that deep. But what are some, like, you're doing great now, but what are, like, some of the other challenges that you've had, like, at NC State over any year other than, like, your first year? Yeah. Maybe now or just things that are, like... Mm-hmm. Um, I think, so, um, my sophomore year, I think it was, I didn't qualify for one of my scholarships because of my GPA or whatever. So I mm-hmm. couldn't renew it or anything. So I was low on funds because I've never taken out a loan. My parents are very against loans. Um, so I had to give up a meal plan 
And that was that like that whole year, like I was basically going through food insecurities. Um, I didn't know like when my next meal was. Um, I would eat like one meal a day uh, and be like, okay, so with this paycheck, I'll try to even it out for the next two weeks. And sometimes it'd be, go as far as just not eating for the entire day or eating just crackers mm-hmm. and water for a day. So that was definitely like my lowest point in terms of like. What do you think about, what do you, just about loans in general for a first year student, first generation? student for a low-income student any well anybody that's listening just like what was that that kind of thought process behind not wanting to take out a loan because I know that's something like to me personally that like like I could not I don't even I have like I think I have one loan mm-hmm. and it's like the minimal amount and I'm telling Sarah about it I'm like no I'm working so I can pay off this loan like as right. soon as possible she's like you're you barely have a loan like it's not that big of a deal but mm-hmm. and still in my mind I'm like this is the worst yeah. thing ever. Like I should have so, never done it. So what yeah. do you have to say about that? <laughs> it's just, um, I guess there's like this stigma around loans that like once you have a loan, like it's never going to come right. off your back. Like you're going to be with, so stuck with the loan for 20 years. And I guess I kind of internalized that and I've just right. been afraid to take out loans because you don't always want to read the fine print or you always don't have time to read the right. fine print. So there's always that. But also with me being a pre-dental student, like I'm trying to go to dental school. The cheapest one in state is like $60,000 a year, right. which is going to have to come out in loans because <laughs> there's barely any dental scholarships. So I guess just trying to save my loans and all that for later uh, right. academic purposes. That makes sense too because some people aren't like as financially savvy as mm-hmm. you seem to be. I mean, I guess I wouldn't say that um, having to cancel a meal plan or anything like that is being like financially savvy, but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of students have had to make that decision yeah. or like really think about that in ways that other students might not have to. Right, like, and it definitely sucks because um, I know there are programs like SNAP that can help and like um, I know that they just started like a meal share program yeah. this year, but like that wasn't there when I needed right. it. And with the SNAP program, um, that was something I was told about through TRIO, but due to my parents' like immigration status and me having right. to sponsor them when I'm 21, like I cannot be on any like type of federal support if I plan on sponsoring them. So that was also like another barrier as to why I had to. Yeah. That's not something that everybody has to think about. Right. You have a lot on your shoulders to really think about like how you're making decisions now in terms of like your family. Right. Like highs and lows, challenges. Um, So yeah, the food security was definitely one. Um, I guess you could say housing was kind of one, but I feel like housing is just something that every NC State student has to deal with. Uh, Just like priority with me being an upperclassman now, like we have the least priority in like on-campus housing. So trying to find that out and situate that out. Um, Academically, it's definitely gotten better through TRIO because I've gotten like trio tutoring services and whatnot which program are you in again stem okay so student support services stem yeah Yeah. (laughs) my support system here on campus has been great um i know for the past three years i have gone to symposium as a participant as a counselor and then as a lead counselor so just building a multicultural symposium yes the symposium for multicultural scholars yes 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 so that really enabled me to get connected to msa which is like I said, where I work, I must say, multicultural student affairs. But they have really provided me with a community uh, and a sense of support uh, because I work there and because I'm always like in the office. Like I can just go into one of the professional staff's offices and just 
let them hear me and let me rant, like talk about the exam that I just aced or the one that I just bombed. Um, That's great. Talk about how I'm not getting any sleep and why I'm not getting any sleep and how I can change things around to get sleep. Uh, talk about studying. Like they literally like have like resources and a response for everything, no matter how small, or how big the thing is. That's wonderful. Um, I should probably also, spend some more time in there. <laughs> and then also just like my advisors, uh, because I'm in two colleges, I have an advisor for both colleges. And even though Trio doesn't call their people advisors, like they're still an advisor right. of sorts. And I actually rely more on my Trio academic, what do they call academic? Coaching? There we go. Even though Trio doesn't like to say that they're academic coaches are advisors, I'd still consider them as an advisor. I actually go to them more for my academic needs than my advisor. Just because whenever I go to my sciences advisor, they're like, oh, well, you're taking textile classes. I don't know how those go. But when I go to my textile advisor, they're like, oh, you're taking sciences classes. I don't know how those are. Right. And that's, I think I'm, I just recently became a double major Mm. to, I think mine happened to be in the same college, so I don't have to worry about that. But still, it's just kind of like a weird thing or sometimes even not to bash advisors. Um, But sometimes when you go to advisors, it is like strictly like 15 minutes for you to like review your schedule for the next semester and that's it to right. just make sure you're going to meet graduation right. qualifications but yeah but not someone who like kind of like knows your story or mm-hmm. understands really and I think that's where like Trio has to really hope like they've <laughs> allowed me to open up and just share like my story like where I'm struggling and they're going to find a way to help me like regardless right. like they're going to find a way <laughs> Um, and then also just like my first advisor here on campus, Kimberly Cole through exploratory studies. Mm -hmm. She was a great like source of support and just allowing me because she also opened up and she told me that she was also first gen and she shared her experiences as a first gen student that allowed me to like reciprocate that energy and just open up to her. And she just really supported me and like allowed me to think that I was a person that belonged on campus, I guess. But yeah, those have been some of my challenges personally. But with that being said, like there are some highs in college. I've met some of my best friends here on campus or at state. I uh, couldn't think about not talking to them for days. Like, met my friends at different stages in my life. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. I love them to death. Like they're literally like my rider dies. Um, right. <laughs> I see pictures of you guys on Instagram. I'm like, look at that. <laughs> um, what was the question? How did I find them? How did or just I... what does your community look like at NC State here on campus? How have you built that community for yourself? Um, I guess it's just based on like our interest and our backgrounds. Um, and I just see a lot of myself in them and that's kind of like the energy is just reciprocated all around. Um, I offer them advice. They give me advice. Um, it's just, they know about like, they know me, they can read me. They, it's just great. Yeah. As far as like when you're having like academic challenges, which all students do have, um, how are you, how do your friends show up for you in that way? Like I've, I think we've both shared that experience of having like toxic friends who may not understand like Mm -hmm. so that's (laughs) definitely where my like group of friends come in um I know my first semester I did not have this group of friends they were like the toxic Kanye we're talking about like they were literally (laughs) like you want to go out and it's a Wednesday night I'm just like yeah sure like I should be studying but like I 
don't want to miss out. So of course I'll go. Right. But literally like now that I've got like a new group of friends and like I surround myself with people who are like-minded, I guess, literally like three weeks ago, we all sat in the library and like for 30 minutes, we were like, okay, so when can we all meet at the library at the same time and just have like a study session? So now literally Sundays, Mondays, Wednesdays, we all go to the library at the same time and just book a room and just knock everything out for the week. That way we have a free weekend. I guess too, another question that um, other people might have would be like, um, how do you um, manage that balance of trying to be like academically responsible and responsible for your future while you're here, but still wanting to not miss out and still? Um, I think at the end of the day, like we're all here to get a degree as much as we want to go out to the football game, to the basketball game, to the parties. Um, we just have to prioritize and like internalize the fact that we're all here to get a BS or a BA in whatever discipline. Um, so I personally um, do all my work Monday through Thursday or I guess Sunday through Thursday. And then Friday and Saturday are just me days. Like I either lay in bed, uh, I go out if my friends wanna go out, but like Friday and Saturdays, I'm not gonna open my book bag. I'm not gonna work on anything unless like I really, really have to, but like other than that, like no. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's just making sure that we set those boundaries. Like where is the stopping point? Like where is enough enough? And it's also like on like during the midnight, like at midnight, I like cut everything off just cause like I- You're you're better than me. I shut down at like 7 p.m. <laughs> I mean like this is the latest that I'll probably be out all week oh, wow. like doing anything. <laughs> and that's, that's not good. I guess I'm an old lady in that way, but I shut down at like 7, 8 p.m. <laughs> I'm done. What else do you think like just about NC State campus in general or college in general or just something that you don't like or something that you really do like that you think should be talked about? Okay. I mean, like with every university, like they're going to be their ups and downs. I think for NC State, they do a really good job at promoting diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. but they do a poor job at executing it personally. Okay. A lot of students, they feel like there's just like a disconnect between like, um, campus brand maybe in actual campus climate i mean we have the oied offices and then the bias incident um bert yeah, yeah. bert yeah uh so we have like things put in place to make sure that like these incidents don't happen or that these incidents are addressed um but then i mean the numbers speak for themselves like five percent that Dinekis identifying students, six percent black students. Like it's definitely like very like. I think we might be down low to 4%. numbers. Four percent. Yeah. Wow. I might be wrong. Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up before. I know I the numbers are definitely there. going down. Yeah. I mean. I think we might be down to four. I know, like, a couple, not even a couple, like years ago, like we were in the teens even. So like, yeah. just seeing how NC State has evolved from being in the teens in terms of diversity and inclusion to now in like the low. Fours, fives, sixes. Um, It was very um, discouraging, I guess. And I guess that's also where a lot of like challenges come with intersectionality, like being first gen and being a minority on campus. Right, right, right. It's just, it's a hard time finding your community and trying to fit in while also like still having that culture from back home, being at a PWI. Right, and I think that's a big part of it too that um, a lot of people kind of um, overlook or um, 
just don't really understand. Like, um, I know for me specifically, sure, I am an African-American woman, but I'm also a first-gen student. So that comes with its own set of, like, problems. Right. Or if you're in a classroom and some things are just kind of assumed about, like, your, like, your background and your income mm-hmm. and things like that, and you're just, like feel kind of like you're out of place almost or again that's just like the intersectionality just kind of piles up right takes over how do you think that the first will show up for can or will in the future show up for students when they're having kind of like those thoughts where their first generation student identity um kind of goes along with another part of their identity um so definitely like just having the ability to have these discussions at our um, general body meetings because part of the reason that we started this was to provide a community of support and a sense of belonging and definitely up here in these conversations just making sure that we have a dialogue about the intersectionalities or the different identities that we also come to NC State with. Yes, we're first gen, but being first gen, even though being first gen has its own challenges, adding the challenges that being a part of other identity groups come in just adds to that. Right. Um, so just making sure that we have dialogue um, at our general body meetings because it is a community of support and just a sense of belonging. Um, and I know that with our first generation initiative, um, there was, a, I guess, a support group that was supposed to happen mm-hmm. through the counseling center. So... How'd that go? Even, I think, or it's just like something that's in place as a resource? Yes. Okay. So I think that's also like starting up and I know Lily can talk more about that. Lily O'Neill. Been, she's been involved since I was a freshman, I think. Yeah, she's also been on the podcast too, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I saw that. Um, what advice do you have for any students out there who are maybe going through some of the things that you have been through or are just in a similar position? Um, I guess for high school students, I'll do high school and college students. Um, for high school students, just... Yeah, um, hopefully we can get some high school listeners, though. Yeah, high schoolers are listening. I guess just making sure that you know your worth. Um, and I guess that can also go with college students, just knowing your worth. Um, Cause people are going to doubt you. People are going to say you can't do it, but just remaining strong and knowing that you can do it. Um, there's a will, there's a way right. um, for college students, just knowing that you belong, um, that you, this, that you got here because of your academic efforts, the littles you like, they got here just in the same academic merits that you got here. Right. Um, and that it's okay. Like it's okay to be upset. It's okay to feel like you're not doing your best. Um, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to reach out. Like, it's okay. TRIO Student Support Services Program and Student Support Services STEM are federally funded college retention and completion programs. These programs focus on academic, personal, and career support for under-resourced undergraduate students. At TRIO SSS and SSS STEM, our goal is helping our students reach their goals. We are currently accepting new students to our program. Apply today. Go to www.ncsu.edu to learn more about student support services at NC State.